This podcast is not sponsored or supported by any business or organization. The views reflected on these podcast episodes are my own. Please be aware I am not a medical expert, travel agent, or any other kind of expert. Hey everyone, welcome to the E Explore Love podcast. I'm Ashley. This podcast is based off of my blog of the same name, Eat, Explore, Love. It talks about the unique challenges in traveling around the world when you have celiac disease. Due to sort of popular demand, I decided to also record a podcast to delve a little deeper into my travels and the lessons learned along the way. note for this episode apologies for the portable heater that you're hearing in the background uh, trust me the audio is much better this way than the alternatives that i tested uh, of dealing with the hum of the portable heater above the crummy quality if i tried to use my airpods or any other type of microphone it just wasn't sounding as good as doing it this way so apologies in advance but trust me worth it Bucharest was one of the more incredible experiences I had traveling around Europe. I think it surprises everyone I know how much I loved the city. Unfortunately, the trip started off with me being super sick, but Bucharest is apparently the best city for someone with celiac to get sick in. Can't wait for you to hear more on this episode of Eat, Explore, Love, the podcast. Bucharest is a diverse blend of different dishes. A place I went to is Ergo, E-R-G-O. Again, if any of the places that I'm about to say sound interesting, you can go check out more details on the blog, eatexplorelove.com. Uh, but Ergo is a really great restaurant, especially when I was sick. They offered gluten-free soups and they were able to deliver. It was so amazing. And I also got to eventually go in person and the food was as good in person as it was when it was delivered, um, which was really exciting. If you have celiac you, or have to eat gluten-free, you know how difficult it is to find gluten-free soup. And the fact that I was able to find gluten-free soup while I was sick was even better. They also had other really great dishes there. Uh, and you want, if you want to see some photos, again, go check out the blog. But is a really great restaurant. Another place that I went to was Cane. I was spending Thanksgiving in Bucharest by myself and I decided I was going to make a reservation at a really fancy restaurant. So it was one of those five-star, super expensive restaurants, so it will break the bank. But it was my first time ever doing a tasting menu. I didn't exactly know what that meant, but just as a warning, if you're doing the long tasting menu, if you've never done one before, be prepared to own, to be there for essentially over three hours. I only got three fourths of the way through the long tasting menu. And that was with them bringing all my dessert at one time. And I was there for two and a half hours. 
I was exhausted and falling asleep at the table because I had such a long day. I hadn't fully recovered from being sick and uh, I had to leave, but they were very nice and accommodating and understanding. Uh, it is all authentic Romanian food. Nothing that touches your plate isn't from Romania. So that was also really good and interesting. And there were a lot of different dishes part of the tasting menu that I normally wouldn't have tried, but I'm really glad that I took the chance and made the effort to try all the different foods because a lot of it was really, really good. Another place that I went to was Le Monde. Um, I have this thing that when I, <laughs> I have this thing that when I go to a bakery, I order everything that looks interesting to me. And then I use each baked good as my breakfast for each day until I run out of them. And at this 100% gluten-free bakery, I did what I had to do. <laughs> the lovely woman at the bakery didn't understand any English and I don't understand any Romanian. So we were having a fun time just gesturing to each other by pointing <laughs> and trying to communicate that way we were both cracking up the entire time and everything she also was so shocked and laughing with every item that I ordered because most people in Europe just order what they're going to eat for the day I was ordering what I was going to eat for the week <laughs> and she kept laughing uh, along with me and so surprised that I wanted all that food so we had a great time um, and everything that I had at that bakery was so incredibly good. Aubergine, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, was another restaurant that I just wasn't really impressed with food quality wise. For the menu, they handed me an iPad and they were telling me that I could click on gluten-free and it would filter to all the options that on the menu that were gluten-free, which excited me, but the filter didn't work and they tried to make it out like I was the idiot. <laughs> that didn't know how to work it. And then I showed them that clearly I knew how to work it and then no apology, no nothing, which is fine, who cares? But uh, it made it difficult. So it makes me glad that I am the annoying customer that always is clarifying and asking if something is gluten-free because I could have gotten myself into some trouble there. But I ordered the lamb chops, they were fine. Um, and ultimately everyone else seemed to be enjoying their food as well. So I maybe was just turned off by the experience of not feeling 100% confident in the gluten-free aspect of it. Another restaurant that was on the Find My Gluten-Free app, I think I got glutened when I was at this restaurant. There seems to be a lot of cross-contamination and I'm hoping it was just a rare experience, but I was just feeling so nauseous and sick after eating there. So just be careful. Uh, it's mainly focused on being vegan, which doesn't always necessarily mean it's great for being gluten-free. Uh, a lot of people just make assumptions and would think that they go hand in hand and they do not. Um, they are their own specific dietary restrictions and they need to be treated as such. Uh, so just something to look out for when you go to Sublime. Another place that I went to was Chow Nikki. This wasn't the greatest pasta I've ever had, but it definitely filled me up. I loved being able to watch the chef make my meal. Uh, it was a nice quaint Italian restaurant. They only take cash, so just be aware of that um, when you go. But, you know, if you need a little quiet experience and just need to be able to get something to eat. It's a good option. Another 100% gluten-free bakery in Bucharest is Chedo, C-H-E-D-O. Uh, I was disappointed that they didn't have more options, mainly that I just didn't get to have a cinnamon roll that they advertised that they had, but the options I did have were relatively good. Um, so I think that you just need to, I need to go and check it out again. 
and see if I can try some more options. Bucharest was once called Little Paris of the East, and through Guru Walks, I booked the following tours, Communism versus Monarchy, Story of Bucharest, and Riverside to the Christmas Market. So Communism versus Monarchy, um, I had a really interesting experience in that in the tour group, there was a woman from Russia there, and it was interesting to hear about communism from her perspective while we were in a country that is still, you know, getting out of being, getting themselves free from communism. I mean, they are free from communism, but I mean, like, they're still refinding themselves after being under the realm of the Soviet Union for the time period that they were. So it was really interesting. It was also interesting hearing a different perspective on World War II, because uh, in America, you're you know, given a very uh, positive lens because of the ending of World War II, whereas Romania had a lot of strife during that time and were caught kind of between a rock and a hard place of they weren't walking out of that war a winner no matter who won. Uh, so it was interesting to hear about the war of a country that kind of swapped sides in the process and also just didn't come out of it in the blaze of glory that Americans got to feel coming out of World War II. So communism versus monarchy was a very interesting tour for that reason. The story of Bucharest tour, uh, it was also interesting, provided a little bit of a different lens and perspective than the communism versus monarchy tour. There, there was some overlap. Uh, they were different enough on their own that I do think I don't think you should choose one or the other. They both provide something different. Uh, but it's where I got to meet some other solo travelers, which was really nice. The Riverside to the Christmas Market, I basically went to see the Christmas Market because it was December and I just wanted to get in the Christmas spirit. Uh, and the Christmas Market was really cool in Bucharest. Very small, not as extravagant as German Christmas markets, let's say, but it was a great way to get myself in the Christmas spirit. I was the only one on on that tour so it was just me and the tour guide walking around in the snow and it was also really interesting in that he had a really positive experience growing up in communism he said that the things that you heard in america about communism were over dramatic and it was really only the elite and the liberal and the educated that had a hard time with communism that the everyday person didn't get ratted out on if they were making fun of the government they he felt that his father you know made a lot of comments about the political climate of communism and made comments that were negative about the leader and the neighbors knew and no one reported on him and it was a fairly positive experience in that his family prospered as a result of communism. So this is not me saying I support communism. This is not me saying that all the things that we've heard and learned in history are not true. It's just I heard a different perspective I had never heard before, which I found interesting, which is what makes traveling so interesting to me. sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) 
So as I've said multiple times in this podcast episode, I was incredibly sick in the beginning. I had a fever. I had a constant runny nose. I had an issue with my lungs. I tested myself for COVID and came back negative. Uh, So I don't know what the problem was. I think it was just my body shutting down from being so exhausted from all the traveling I was doing. But there is something about, even if I didn't have celiac, being sick when you're in a country that is not your home or in general, just not being home when you're sick, even if I were in the United States and not in my comfort of my own home is really off-putting. Having celiac on top of that makes it even harder. It's really difficult. Even when I was at home with celiac being sick, it was very difficult for me to be able to eat the things that would normally make me feel better. So I think I brought this up in the past when I have other intolerances in addition to not being able to have gluten. So one of those intolerances is sorbitol, which you find in a lot of fruit. One of those fruit being apples. And whenever I am sick, I always crave apples. I want apples more than anything else in the world. And I, it just isn't worth having an apple. I have a very similar reaction to what I used to have when I would have gluten, um, IBS type symptoms (laughs) would get triggered if I have an apple. And um, if I have, it just, it's not worth it. It doesn't, it makes being sick. It just is another way of being sick, which isn't great. Um, So it's also not great if you just want to have like toast and jelly because certain jellies are going to have sorbitol in it. Uh, Crackers, it's depending upon where you are, not easy to find gluten-free crackers. It's very difficult to find gluten-free soup. There's just an added thing. Uh, There are certain drugs, over-the-counter medications, the only thing that really seems to work and not give me a reaction. So if I take Advil, which I have since seen on celiac support groups, that Advil is apparently not great or it's a leave. It's one of the two. I don't know. Look it up. I'm not a doctor or medical professional, but there are certain medications that are not great for you having celiac and taking those medications. Um, So DayQuil and NyQuil are the only things that seem to work for me uh, or Tylenol, but uh, there are times where my liver is just not functioning right and I have to be on certain medications and which put my liver at risk. So that takes away Tylenol. So uh, I have a bunch of health issues, which makes being sick extra difficult. And I also wasn't feeling well that I didn't want to have to go out in the cold. And Bucharest was the first place I had been to in quite a while that was able to not only have gluten-free soup, but was willing to deliver groceries to me and was able to deliver the gluten-free soup to me. Uh, Other countries I had been in since I moved to Europe and in Verona too, their, their delivery service is not what it is in the United States, or at least it's not what it was in New York, or it's not what it is in larger cities. So Bucharest, the fact that they had all that in place for me and I had access to so much made a huge difference. So anyone in the food industry listening, uh, it's maybe figure out a gluten-free soup that you could serve or if anybody wants to figure out how to make a canned gluten-free soup and make it distribute distributed a little bit more widely to people would really appreciate it so that way I can more people have access to foods that make them feel better if they have celiac that's just my humblest of opinions uh but I 
hopefully, I don't know, there's only five people that listen to this podcast. So who knows? Share this podcast with others. Maybe someone will be inspired and see a hole in the market and be able to make things better. So food for thought. And um, I hope anyone with celiac, it continues to get better. and We all help each other out and give each other resources. So that way, if we are not only sick in a foreign place uh, or sick at home, we're able to take care of ourselves and be healthy and be able to recover. Bucharest reminded me a little bit of New York City. It wasn't perfect, but its imperfections made it perfect to me. I liked the people. I liked all the learning opportunities. I loved every bit of it. There's apparently so much more to see that I still haven't seen, but I'll just have to go back. Here's for the wrap-up questions. Do I feel the city is safe for those with celiac? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. My favorite place to eat? Probably Ergo, E-R-G-O. That was probably my favorite place. Favorite memory from the experience? My favorite memory from the experience was the the tour where I learned a different perspective on communism because it truly was nothing I had ever heard before. And when any friend or family member asks why I like traveling so much, because there are family members of mine that just truly don't understand my needs or desires for traveling, this would be a story I will reference for the rest of my life of why it's so important to travel. Is this a city to vacation to or live in? Both. Is this a place to relax or be active? Active in the sense of how you would need to be active in a city if there's a lot of walking, uh, but you also can walk around and just take it in and enjoy yourself. I don't think you need to be on the go all the time, so I don't take that answer with what you will. How are the people? Uh, Very typical of post-communist era countries. They weren't overly friendly, uh, but they weren't nasty. They were very helpful if I ever needed it, uh, but they... They were, when you go to a post-communist era country uh, and you're going to a restaurant, they're not doing a song and dance trying to get a tip out of you. They're simply just going to serve you your food and call it a day. Uh, I actually prefer that. I don't like it when waiters try to you know, do a song and dance for me and try and get a tip. I don't like it when they're overly conversive or energetic or anything like that. I just... I'm not there for the wait staff. I'm there to enjoy the food or I'm there to have some peace and quiet or I'm there to enjoy with the person I'm with, not to enjoy the wait staff. So I actually don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. But I could imagine to an American uh, that you might not be feeling the warm and fuzzies from Romanians. So that's Bucharest. It was my fa- one of my favorite places. Uh, if you go and listen to my podcast of my 2023 po- sum up summary podcast, uh, you'll have heard how much I really loved Bucharest and it was at the top of my list of all the places I went to visit in 2023. So hopefully this explains a little bit of why. See you next week. Thank you for joining me this week for all the fun journeys and lessons learned on my big adventure called life. 
For more information on the different cities discussed, check out the blog posts on eatexplorelove.com, posted every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you have any questions or fun stories to share, feel free to reach out at hieatexplorelove at gmail.com. Until next week, remember to eat well, explore the world, and love yourself. See you next time. This episode is produced, scripted, and edited by me, Ashley. Special thanks to Sarah Mianka.